0: A very special guest on today's Peacock and Williamson. We're talking AFC Championship. We're talking Cincinnati Bengals with James Rapine of Locked On Bengals. And the New York Jets hired an offensive coordinator with ties to Aaron Rodgers. Can we make that connection on today's Peacock and Williamson?
1: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts
0: now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is presented by Prize Picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five, two to six players now. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Oh, and I'm very excited to bring on today's guest, Mr. James Rapine of Locked On Bangles. He's also part of our. Locked on Dynasty League. And I believe, to be honest, guys, I think this is probably the three. We're talking about the AFC NFC Championship. I think it's the four best teams that made it this far. This is pretty much the the class of the Locked on Dynasty Football League, if I'm not mistaken. James, you agree to that?
1: No doubt. No doubt about it. And, and Matt took me down in the championship and – uh I, there's an asterisk complain. by that
2: though. I mean, I, I yeah, <laughs> I,
1: it's tough. I can't complain. Right. You know, we had so many Monday night players in that week 17 matchup, but you had a big lead and it was going to be tough to, to take it. And so, it is what it is, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun and in, in adding Matt. That this was your first year, right? Winning it Yeah, all I, I think I ran away Boston. with rookie
2: of the year honors. And to be honest, I thought there'd be a little more resistance to a championship in my first year. But you know, hey, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you bring in the host of Locked On Dynasty, what do you expect? You know, wow.
0: I'm trying to see wow. in your, <laughs> I'm trying to see the in your background where the rabbit's feet are hanging, Matt, because uh, that was an improbable run by by Team Williamson in the Locked On League. I got a bunch uh,
1: of future think...
2: first-round picks, too. I was building for tomorrow. I didn't plan yeah. on winning. I didn't think that the Giants would get in the playoffs. And boom, ready to run.
1: Hey, James, how that's, people that's people... what I compared them to, is like the, the 20, <laughs> 2007 Giants. You know, Strachan exactly was just was. Yeah. quarterback.
0: And James, you know what's funny is people are treating the Bengals like it's some improbable run that they're you know, getting past the Bills and went to the Super Bowl last year and that they have a really good shot at beating the Chiefs this year. Like I look at it the exact opposite. I'm like, why are people betting against the Bengals? Why are the Bengals not the favorites in some of these games? The Bengals, after what, week two of the season, have been probably the best team in football.
1: They've been great, and, yeah. and they've won in a bunch of different ways, and I think that's the difference – between this year to last year. Last year, they were winning with the deep ball, and their defense was coming up big, but Burrow was getting hit and hit and hit. This year, they can win with the running game if you need to, and we saw that against Buffalo. Obviously, Burrow threw it all over the field early in that game to give them the lead, and then obviously this defense has has continued to make big plays. So I agree with you. And last year, they were ahead of schedule. When they drafted Burrow, you kind of thought this was the year, year three, where you could realistically see them making a playoff run, but everything hit the fast forward button when they went on the run they did last year. And so, uh, no one here is shocked. Certainly Jake Lisko and myself on lockdown Bengals aren't shocked that they're here, but, uh, I think some people still are. And, you know, going to Arrowhead's not going to be any easy task. So we'll see if they could finish the job in the AFC for a second straight year.
2: Yeah. And my Steelers beats the Bengals in week one. And I told people around here, I'm like, this is not the Bengals that really you should expect because Taylor didn't play any of his offensive starters the entire preseason. Burrow's coming off an emergency appendectomy. I mean, it seems like eight yeah. years ago, but even, you know, those first two weeks, they were a shell of themselves. They were a sleeping giant then.
1: Yeah, they were. And, and yeah. Burrow had, you know, it was the worst game of his career, you know, yeah, five turnovers. Right. And they still win the game if their long snapper doesn't go down. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it was the perfect storm. And that that's what really cost them a, a real chance at the one seed. As much mm-hmm. as people talk about Slut the, the Week 17 start. matchup, that first game against Pittsburgh really changed things. But they rebounded and they're clearly a resilient group. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers r- relaxed comment from a few years ago, got so much play. But Burrow said that after their own two start and uh, they're on a heck of a run since.
0: It's hard not to love Joe Burrow and and the quote of the year was probably my entire career is our window talking about the Super Bowl window for the yeah. and you know just and cuz the thing I love about him is he's kind of a nerd and like tucks in his shirt weird and you know but then like he carries himself like he's just a, a straight up gangster and it's just it's such a funny dichotomy and just his personality and how cool he is on the field is so fun to watch and all those weapons like I mean how do you even defend against what the the Bengals are doing on offense right now?
1: Well, when they're doing what they did against the Bills, where you you're able to get some push in the run game and open up some holes for Joe Mixon, good luck. I mean, Burrow's used to winning without that, so if you give right, him right. it's it's going to be tough. And they found ways to use Jamar Chase, move him all over the field, which is uh, interesting. I think it makes it even harder and stresses defense even more. So this offense is playing as well as they've played really in during this two year run
2: let's focus on that O-line because I was very worried going into the Bills game about that for sure. And I was super impressed with their ability in the run game. They were AFC North football, taking it to the, you know, to the Bills who I think are built for finesse and have to reevaluate where they're at. And I was not impressed with the Bills whatsoever, but Chris Jones is a different beast. And I think the snow also slows down the pass rush and those faster fronts. The, how much do you think Jones is the a, a key to that side of
1: the ball that's the guy that yeah. can completely wreck the bengals plans of getting to Super Bowl 57. Mm-hmm. you know the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense isn't scary on paper no. you you would you would take their the bengals receivers over the, those cornerbacks in that secondary you like what all their skill players how they match up I actually like the way in their backup tackles, but I don't think it's scary on the edge with Carlos Dunlap or Frank Clark, guys like that. But yeah, Chris Jones, that's the the animal. That's the guy Mm -hmm. that if he goes off, well, you you could be in trouble. And he can make such an impact, obviously, on Joe Burrow. Heck, the the first time the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs last year to win the AFC North, it was like January 2nd. Burrow left with no nameplate on the back of his jersey. Why? Because Chris Jones, you know, made Burrow feel him early and often in that game. So that's that's such a key. That's probably the biggest key outside of turning the ball over and, and all the basic stuff you could say every week. True. Find a way to not let Chris Jones wreck the game.
0: What was the key to the offensive line? Because that was the one question I had going into that last game with all the injuries. Uh, so it's, it's sort of a two-part question. Where is the health right now going into this game with the offensive line? And does it even matter? Was it a, what is it a case of the 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 backup guys and, you know, moving Carmen around and, and all the things that the Bengals did up front? Is it just that the, we kind of underrated the rest of the guys?
1: No, it matters. Having, if you had Alex Kappa this week, you'd feel much better about the Chris Jones situation. And it doesn't feel like they're going to have him. Maybe that there's a miraculous recovery, but it feels like he wouldn't be able to return until Super Bowl 57, if they advanced that far. So it's going to be Max Sharping. And I thought he played better. He started both playoff games at right guard. I thought he played better last week uh, against the bills. How much of that was the snow versus, uh, you know, just him getting more comfortable. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But th- this offensive line, I-, I think the, the big, de- a couple things, one, they were able to get some push and be the more physical front in the run game. And two Burrow was getting the ball out so quick. He had a pass that from snap to throw 1.1 seconds and said, he, like, he didn't almost have impossible.
2: The,
1: yeah. Yeah. Didn't even have the laces on that one. So if he's seeing it that way, well, good luck, it's going to be really tough, especially if you could get some push in the run game. So I think those two things uh, would be nice. And that said, even if they aren't running the ball, well, we've seen this Bengals offense still roll. So there's, there's plenty of options uh, going into Kansas City, but ideally, you'd be able to get Joe Mixon and Saman J.P. Ride going early. Sorry, go Matt, ahead. to jump in here. Correct me no, if I'm ahead. wrong
0: with the with the time to throw with Burrow. That's something that's happened all year long too, not to that degree, but th- this is a, an offense where they've gotten the ball out much faster than in past years. Is that Burrow's growth, or is that basically, you know, the the staff saying we got to we got to make sure this guy's not getting hurt and we got to get the ball out of his
1: hands quicker? I think well, Brady's I,
2: the only one quicker
1: yeah yeah this year it's 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 been Brady and so it's it's a mixture of things part of it is defenses are saying hey Jamar Chase is not beating us over the top and Mm -hmm. we're gonna sit in this too high look as much as possible and make you dig and dunk it and early on Burrow was still looking for the big play and, and he's much more disciplined now in taking what the defense gives him and uh yeah, I think that's as big of a part of it as anything. That said, of course, it helps Jackson Carmen. It helps, you know, Hakeem Adeniji at right tackle. And then obviously Max Sharping, along with they're two starters. One's Ted Karras, who's been in the league for a while, one Super Bowls. You trust him at center. But they have a fourth-round rookie, Cordell Volson, out of North Dakota State that started every game this year. So he's played pretty well, but it's not like he's an anchor in there where you've seen him do it for years and years and years. And he's played pretty, pretty solid so far during this postseason run.
2: James, I think you nailed it. Cause last year, if they saw a single high, they might as well put it up on the scoreboard. I'm taking a yep. shot to chase. Yep. I mean, every I'm time. not even every time, you know I mean? And you should, cause it was phenomenal. So teams just don't, you know, we are not going to allow that to happen. We'll accept death by a thousand paper cuts. But what I, I love about Burrow is his mind has become a microprocessor. Like he knows where he's going with the ball before the ball snapped such a high percentage of the time. I mean, that makes you unsackable.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's his biggest growth has been that he's not taking as many sacks, and part a big part of it is that, how he can process information. Yeah. He had a throw a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Ravens playoff game to Hayden Hurst that was called a touchdown. He was ruled down at the one. They scored a play or two later, and Zach Taylor was like, I don't know how he saw this because the Ravens were trying to fool him, and he made the right check. And the, the trick that they were throwing at him, well, he tricked them and he made the, the perfect throw. And that's just one of the, the many uh, examples of that. So I agree with you. His processing, maybe it's Brady, right, because he's done it for mm-hmm. so long. But after that, it's certainly remaining in the playoffs. I would put Burrow number one in his, his superhero oh, yeah. hero strength is that his ability to recognize, recall and, and make the right decision.
0: We're going to talk a little bit about the other side of the ball, that Bengals defense and how to defend Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Maybe get a little prediction from James on the AFC championship game Mm -hmm. next. But first, a message from our friends, The, the newest sponsor on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are so excited about the new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers, join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on and FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line, point spreads, player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. Same game parlays, the parlay builder. It's such a an easy website and interface to use as well. I love what I've seen from FanDuel and and so glad that they've come along as our sports betting partner for the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. The app's safe, secure, easy to use, so football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose on that first $5 bet, by the way. You still get the $150 free dollars in bets. And... FanDuel is about as fun as it gets when it comes to playoff football, Super Bowl props, draft props. So sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and now the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you're checking out everything else on the network, like Locked On Bengals with James Rapine and Jake Lisko. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL. We've got the Locked On NFL Draft, all available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a little bit of theater, James, do you think going on with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he's like going to 24-hour fitness and working out so everyone can get photos of him? I feel like they're trying way too hard to show him, uh, to show that he's not hurt, or maybe he's just not hurt and this is normal stuff and I never really paid attention because nobody, nobody had so many cameras on his ankle before.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I just assume he's healthy because that's – That's what I would expect. Now is he one hundred percent? Certainly not. Not if it's a high ankle sprain. You're just not going to recover that quickly. But how do you treat him any differently? How do you say, oh well, he might not be able to move left or right and plan on that? I think you have to wait and see until he gets out there. He was a full participant in practice. I expect him to, you know, obviously start and play at a high level. And it's kind of dangerous to think anything else now. If you get out there. And he's not able to move laterally, and you notice that early on, then you can adjust and say, "All right, well, maybe we'll we'll try to blitz him a little bit, even though mm-hmm. that's not really something you want to do. Um, normally, you want to contain Mahomes and keep him in the pocket and try to make him, uh, you know, one dimensional that way. But if he is a statue, you know, make make him push off that uh, right foot a little bit. I, I get that too. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. But I, I know the Bengals are looking at it as it's still Patrick Mahomes. We got to prepare for him just like any other week.
2: I think that's such a huge key. I mean, I honestly think Lou Amarumo is in the contention for best defensive coordinator in the league. I mean, the way he prepares and adjusts through the game is remarkable. Gets the most out of good, not phenomenal talent. You know, they don't have a Chris Jones, but they're solid everywhere. But I think that's a huge key. Like, I mean, the book on Mahomes, if there is such a thing, like you mentioned, is never blitz this guy. Never let him out of the pocket. But if he's hobbled, I think I'm doing both. Yep.
1: Yeah, you, you want to take advantage of the fact that he he might not be able to move laterally as well as he normally does when he's one of the best playmakers we've seen do that outside of the pocket. And we've seen so many awesome throws just this year, right, from Mahomes. Uh, I think about the, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire one in the red zone, which was just unbelievable. Well, if he's not capable of making those plays, and you could see that he's clearly hobbled, yeah, maybe you bring Mike Hilton off the edge. A little sooner maybe you you dial up some different things and i agree with you about luana rumo he seems to always press the right buttons and even when his defense is is on their heels a bit they always seem to figure it out and that's so so rare especially against big name quarterbacks i mean three times against Mahomes now they've slowed him down at at different points Mm -hmm. of of games and then obviously what they did to josh allen last week allen looked lost a lot like i'm not sure what to do with the ball yeah I was waiting for the bills to counterpunch on offense mm-hmm. and there okay. was just no haymaker back. Yeah.
0: Is there a weakness on the Bengals defense? If you, if you're looking at this game and you're kind of sweating, thinking, man, uh, late in the game, Patrick Mahomes, if he is healthy yep. and able to do what he does, is there something that you're worried about that the Kansas city chiefs could take advantage of and, and potentially win this game because of,
2: is it the That's outside what- corners?
0: It's exactly right.
2: And, okay. And
1: Matt, you're you're right. They're solid everywhere. Yeah, they are. And in quarterback, I, I think they're still solid, but it isn't great just because mm-hmm. you have a second-round rookie in Cam Taylor-Brett, and you have Eli Apple, who has played pretty solid this year, and I get it. He takes a lot of – flack and a lot of it deservedly so because he's asking for more on
0: social media no
1: (laughs) yeah no doubt he's uh he's a tweeting machine tweets more than any of us i would say and (laughs) uh you know good for him i guess if you want to go that route i'm not that type of person especially going up against mahomes but that's the difference i I think if they had chino bayouzier who tours acl during the monday night game against the, the browns there really isn't a weakness because now it's either Eli's your second corner or Cam is your second corner, Mike Hilton in the nickel. You feel really good about it. The good news is, is they love their safeties in Von Bell and Jesse Bates. They love their linebackers, Pratt, Wilson, and even Akeem Davis-Gaither. And, and they like their front. There's no superstars, but there's a lot of really high-end players. and So they've been able to make up for it thus far. But I agree. I would try to challenge those two guys early and often. The difference is, this Chiefs offense doesn't I have Tyreek kill.
2: The matchup's not so bad, though. You know, I mean, no. Kelsey's what no. you are afraid of. But if Pratt yep. Wilson, the safeties, can at least do battle with him, you know, face a draw, there is no Tyreek. I mean, is Juju and Valdez Scantling going to win this game for you?
0: Yeah, and and it's Mike Elton
1: knows Juju well from their days oh, yeah, in yeah, Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is weapons like jarek mckinnon you know it's like you go from tyree Hill to like oh is jarek mckinnon the x factor so that's a mm-hmm. much different team than, than you faced last year at this time
1: yeah i the, the mckinnon part is wild he kicks my tail in multiple in multiple fantasy leagues by the way since we were talking fantasy it just seemed like he would <laughs> score a, a touchdown every, every week, single yeah. week so that that is someone that the Bengals are going to have to pay attention to and isaiah pacheco they've th- this chiefs get, uh, offense they're they are capable of running the ball now And that's something you do not want. Make them one-dimensional, especially if Mahomes is a little hobbled. Uh, You certainly don't want them to be able to lean on their run game. And I agree. Jerick McKinnon is certainly an X factor. And he's playing the way I thought he would have played when he signed with San Francisco, Brian. Because I thought I loved that signing at the time a few years ago. And obviously it didn't work out.
0: Yeah, we're kind of seeing the the Christian McCaffrey version of, you know, the the extra version of what maybe Kyle Shanahan thought he was he was going to be able to do throwing the ball out of the backfield. And it's weird because Kyle Shanahan didn't throw the ball to running backs hardly at all in between the uh, uh, the, the McKinnon signing and then getting Christian McCaffrey. And it just opens up an offense and, and makes it so hard to oh, defend yeah. against and you've just got more grass to cover.
2: And yeah, McKinnon's indeed. been
0: a red zone menace for them.
2: Uh, last yeah. thing I got for you, James, though, is you're, uh, we both agree that there's not discernible weaknesses with the defense. But it's also yep. somewhat of a no-name defense. I mean, I'm not sure all of our listeners could name all 11 starters or all 12 guys that play heavily. But to me, DJ Reader is the straw that serves the drink. I mean, to me, it's two different defenses when he's in there and when he's out. And he's never discussed with the the, the best defensive tackles in the league. But I don't think he's far off.
1: I hate it. I I hate yeah, that it. Yeah, it makes no sense. Right. Because he he's a stud. You're right. And he missed. wasn't a, a first round pick. He year. was in
2: Houston. People didn't know him as well. You know.
1: It, yeah, he's played in big games and he showed up in big games. And mm-hmm. whether it's helping shut down Derrick Henry last year, whether it's, you know, everything he's done this year since coming back, because like I said, he he went down in week three against New York and didn't come back. That's a big difference week 11 yeah and, and he makes a huge difference and he's a nose tackle that can get you a little interior pass rush as well mm-hmm. which is is rare I agree with you he completely changes their defense he allows guys like Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard to do what they do on the edge at a high level and uh yeah that is someone needs to have a big game to make sure that Pacheco and McKinnon and, and those guys don't uh, don't go off and then also maybe he gets them a home once it could be a big difference if he can no doubt
0: all right, James. Real quick, what's your prediction for Sunday, Chiefs and Bengals? Please tell me we don't have to see an extra two weeks of Jackson and Brittany Mahomes. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's if it's Bengals forty nine ers and we're doing a crossover, Brian, here soon. Um, but I, I I'm picking the Bengals. Uh, why why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Now I th- I think this is is a game where you go there. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still the Kansas City Chiefs. You could easily lose this game it's going to be tight down to the wire but I just trust that this Bengals defense is going to make one more play and why would you bet against Joe Burrow Evan McPherson rebounded last uh, last week and so whether it's him kicking the game winner or Burrow driving down for that final score I think the Bengals will will win by a field goal a final score who don't quote me on this because it might change but maybe 30 27 something in that range
2: do you think a lot of points
1: a decent amount. I don't think it'll be, you know, 40, 35 or anything like that, but a yeah, decent yeah. amount of points. Now, that's me assuming, and maybe I shouldn't, that Mahomes is healthy mm-hmm. but because I, I think that there's certainly a scenario where if he's not and he is clearly hobbled, where the Bengals could take advantage of that and their offense it can win in multiple ways. But I think he's going to rise to the occasion, play really well, and, and the Bengals just make one more play. I think they're the two best quarterbacks on the planet. So That's fair. Yeah, it really is, especially after last week. I don't really know how you could deny it.
0: And we hope Mahomes is healthy just for that, just for that viewing aspect. It should be a whole lot of fun. Sure. And uh, everybody can find James Rapine at James Rapine on Twitter. And of course, every day, Locked On Bangles doing huge numbers, by the way, is Locked On Bangles here on the Locked On <laughs> Podcast <laughs> Network. All right. Good luck, James. Have fun this weekend.
1: Thanks, James. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me. All
0: right. Next, we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers potentially following Hackett his old OC as the new OC of the New York Jets next. But first I want to talk about our friends at price picks price picks is daily fantasy made easy. How does it work? Well, it works really easily and it works so fun and it works now to get you instead of just 10 times your money, potentially now up to 25 times your money on any entry because now you can pick up to six players, Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection – you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. You're not picking an entire roster of players in any sport. It's just you versus the projections available at Prize Picks. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. Of course, there's projections for championship Sunday in the NFL and the big game in a couple of weeks and uh, just about any sport you can imagine. NBA, we're talking daily fantasy. So every single day, there are projections at Prize Picks. NBA, Major League Baseball's every day all summer long. Um, NHL hockey, college hoops, soccer, uh, esports, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, you name it, you can find projections at PrizePix. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePicks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant. Deposit match up to $100. All right, Matt, taking a look at the latest on this Thursday morning, getting ready for Championship Sunday, but some big news here for the New York Jets, who fired Mike LaFleur as offensive coordinator uh, after a rough season with a rough uh, group of quarterbacks there. And now Nathaniel Hackett, who was most recently in back-to-back seasons the the offensive coordinator for the uh, Green Bay Packers, then goes to... Denver, Denver he's right. the head coach, uh, one and done. Doesn't even get to finish his first season as head coach. And now he is the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. And clearly, and they're already filling out the rest of their staff, seeing some other hires happening with the New York Jets, getting that staff figured out. The obvious connection here, Aaron Rodgers. He could be on the move this offseason. We don't know where his heart is, whether he's going to play, whether he wants to be in Green Bay, whether he wants to be out. But you got to believe there's some... Smoke, potentially a fire brewing here with Aaron Rodgers going to a team that needs a quarterback in the New York Jets. He's just about ready everywhere else to compete but quarterback.
2: Yeah, and I honestly believe just one year ago when Hackett was hired by Denver, that was either a combination of a recruiting tool or they thought it was a foregone conclusion that Rodgers was following them. And frankly, they end up settling for Wilson, and we knew that that, and we didn't know that that was going to be a disaster. We saw how that ended up being a disaster. Wilson's to blame, Hackett's to blame, everybody's to blame. It was a mess. Um, Maybe I'm just biting, taking the cheese again, but I think Rogers is going to be a Jet, and you know we was talking about the elite teams in the AFC: Chiefs, Bengals, of course, but sprinkle in a little Bills. If you insert Rodgers into the Jets as they're currently constructed, don't forget Brees Hall and Makai Becton and all those guys that were out. Is this a championship type of team?
0: I I think you have to consider it that way. I'm leaning that way. With the way – I mean, you can't – even the worst version of Aaron Rodgers that we've seen the last couple of years is – Light years ahead of what we saw from Zach Wilson there, huh. and you know, Mike White had a couple of games that were okay, and Flacco played okay and you know some, uh, in some limited action there. But man, getting Aaron Rodgers in there with all the weapons that you have, and look, yeah, we don't we don't get duped again here because we thought hack it with uh, the Denver Broncos meant Aaron Rodgers might be coming mm-hmm. along too so um that's Rodgers no might thing. be
2: twisted his mustache and laughing holding the strings you know yeah. ah they fell for it again
0: yeah stay in uh, here anyways sure. and, and hopefully that wasn't the only thing the Jets did that for unless they know something we don't mm-hmm. um but it, it just makes a lot of sense and I I talked with um Peter Bukowski who's the host of Locked On Packers and you know I, I think I'm getting a sense more now just from years of like Fans being drugged through the ringer with this thing, and, and Aaron Rodgers. I think this is kind of the time. It just feels right. It feels like the time for Aaron Rodgers to to you know if if he wants to keep playing, go somewhere else, and you know and, and chase chase another ring. And you've got young Jordan Love, who I think showed enough to where you think you might be able to do some things with him, and and get into the future and get some draft picks for it. If you're the if you're the Packers, it just all makes too much sense to me. And so I asked Peter, I was like, well, what is, what would that look like? Let's let's play this out and say. Rodgers wants to keep playing, and he's cool with the Jets. And the Jets come offering to the Green Bay Packers for Rodgers. What would that look like? And he said it would be the Jets' first-round pick in 2023, maybe a next sure. year's second-round pick that could potentially be a conditional pick that if if you know whatever stipulation Rodgers takes, takes into the playoffs, it becomes or, yeah, a first yeah, next yeah, yeah. year too. And someone like Corey Davis. And apparently, this is something I didn't know that the the Packers tried to trade for Corey Davis last off season.
2: Oh, really? And it
0: okay. Didn't end up happening. So that would be, you know, and they have uh a free agent in um uh a number thirteen, big old number thirteen who I'm blanking on his name is a free agent wide receiver for the Packers right now. Is it Lazard? Um, Lazard, Lazard's free I bad agent. About so, numbers, But yeah, yeah. Lazard <laughs> <laughs> is a free agent. Uh so you know, that would that would sort of replace him there if, if he's a player they liked. But that, you know, uh, a first and a second and a player that could maybe become two firsts. What do you think? Does, does that make sense for both sides to you?
2: Yeah, I, I was sitting here thinking, but I do two firsts at his age and his cost. I mean, he's need up a ton of your cap. And I thought, eh, okay, I mean, it's I'm, I'm thinking it's sort of a Stafford-the-Rams scenario. You know, I mean, uh, I'm trying to win this thing. I've got a lot of star power. I'm one piece away. I'm going to take an older established quarterback. I think that's a fair price. I also think the Corey Davis factor is kind of interesting because – I think he could be a cap casualty. I don't think the Jets would mind getting rid of him at all, you know, and he'd be a lot more useful to green Bay than he would New York. And that still gives them some picks to add some more stuff. And, you know, they could still add some, a few things outside the organization. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable deal. And I I love the irony of that's where Favre went too. you know I mean? I I think that's (laughs) unbelievable.
0: Fine. And, and you It's funny because so, so it's it's also like the dominating headlines that Favre had. You know, oh. it was uh, it, it was it was it was not sports like center today. It was Favre center. It was it was maddening. It was like, yeah. you know, can we stop talking about Brett Favre? And I and I feel like there's some fatigue here with Rodgers too. And 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 Packers fans might finally be on, on that side of the fence. We're like, okay, you know, let's just let's move on. It, it's time. So it's time. Uh, I like it. I like the fit on all sides. Really here. I, I think it's going to happen and
2: that's just a hunch and it would be fun. And Rogers in the big apple and throw into Garrett Wilson, who I want on my fantasy team now, you know I mean? Like that would be really, really fun. So no, I think it's great. And if I'm the Packers, I'm all years, you know, like Aaron, we love you. We'll retire your number, but you're a pain in the butt and you're old. And this love guy needs to see the field at some point. And we could use a bunch of draft picks and a youth infusion. And you got to remember anytime a big thing happens with the Packers, they don't have an owner, you know, like they're a little different organization than everybody else. I mean, it's a board of trustees or whatever. Mark Murphy. I mean, it's a little different.
0: And there's going to be conversations because even if it's not Aaron Rodgers, then it should be Aaron Lo- or uh, Jordan Love going somewhere. Right.
2: Yeah. You can't just keep doing this.
0: Right. Yeah. So right, I'm good in. stuff there. Uh Very interesting offseason. The The quarterback carousel is always turning in the NFL. And of course, Matt and I will be with you every day, all offseason long. But right now it is Championship Sunday time. We just talked a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals. And on tomorrow's episode, we will uh by the way, we've been doing doing pretty well with our picks, Matt. We'll be making our picks again yeah, yeah, yeah. for both of these championship games and whatever news there is in the NFL every day. Matt and I will be here to cover it. Talk to you then, right here, Peacock and Williamson.